Oh, hey, Chris. It's May 22nd, 2013. This is Idle Thumbs 107. I'm Chris Remo. I'm Jake Rodkin. I'm Nick Brecken. And, and, oh, uh, and, and, oh, and, 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 and we are joined by Ryan Davis. Hi, Ryan Davis from the Giant Podcast. Hi there, hey, Ryan. Hey Hello, guys. Thanks for coming on. This is weird. Yeah. No, no, no headphones. I'm so used to podcasting in my own head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we don't have that. So that, that way, when the mixer goes apeshit, we don't know that we lost an entire episode. <laughs> That's our plan. It's oh, isn't that bad. the best? Isn't losing a whole podcast? Yeah, we lost. We, the, love, we love it. We lost the whole episode of like four weeks ago or so. It was yeah. shit. It was. It was a really good episode. It was, yeah. actually. Oh, they always it are. It was a really good one. Yeah. We they actually spent are. a lot of time talking about the new Xbox, which is... Uh, yeah, which is so weird. Like, we never... We never talk about we, that shit. Yeah. And, we but, finally had one that was like, hey, Idle Thumbs, it's topical and new. <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, never no, mind. Sorry. We were recording yeah. this. It was about some bullshit, like, <laughs> some 18-year-old games and, like, some nonsense. Yeah. Well, full disclosure, I have no idea what you guys talk about on this podcast anyway, so... Nobody does. No. There's some sort of idea that we talk about video games, but it, lately it's not really... I don't know. Give me the pitch. What's the... How do you how do you sell <laughs> Idle Thumbs to, po- to oh, podcast advertisers? That's never a thing that's happened. Idle Thumbs is a weekly <laughs> video game podcast off the cuff, no Skype. <laughs> <laughs> Like, Give it to you raw. Yeah, it is basically that. Our yeah. stupid description uh, when we launched the podcast was yeah, something like five years ago. Idle Thumbs cast its pod into your face every week. Yeah, wasn't that the, the best least when you actionable? Just, like, offhandedly write your iTunes description. Yeah, and that's like, like it's with you for half, out, and then you yeah, forget yeah, yeah. about half it because you never now. see it again. Well, yeah. They have no rep to take care of that stuff. That's just that just goes and it's gone forever until you. What's well, you know you put it into your RSS feed. It's just sitting there, and then you forget about it, and then every once in a while it comes. You're like, oh god, this horrible copy I wrote. Yeah, so. It probably, the night. it probably still is that all that bullshit. I think our current copy is like four friends with careers in the video game industry. This is <laughs> the latest, whatever. Yeah. And now they're not friends anymore. <laughs> yeah. Careers, yeah. come on. Yeah, yeah. it's a disaster. Uh, yeah. Do we want to talk about Xboxes? You've probably been talking about Xboxes for your whole life. So I, I've been talking. Yeah, I've been talking about something else for a second. I've been talking want. about the the Xbox One. I actually one. don't know very much about it. Like what the original Xbox. <laughs> We've had that conversation as well too. Uh, no, they are. You, you know nothing about it. You don't even know that it's named Xbox One. It's called Xbox One. <laughs> yes, <laughs> this is incredible. I love this. Is I'm beginning <laughs> just like, real time reactions. Yeah, so, what like, do you think of that name? I shit you not. That is what it's called. God, so, I'm sorry. Oh, I, I, can, so I, can, I can curse. We, we, you, were, right? we were going to talk. We were. Uh, we talked at lunch today about how we could talk yeah. about how it's happy dishonored Xbox One announcement, and right. uh, because. It, it <laughs> today yeah. is the day that the Xbox One was announced, but it's also... Is it the Word One or the... Yeah, yeah. yeah it's the Word One. All right, weird. <laughs> yeah, the way the keynote went down, the guy was like, one place for all your da-da-da, one solution for da-da-da-da, announcing Xbox One. And people were like, okay, it's cool. 
you can't have a modern console announcement without its name being fucking bonkers. Apparently, so that's like so that's like when when uh, I remember when there was the actual Xbox One and then uh, PS2. And then it was like, all right, PS3 is coming. And Microsoft is like, we can't call this Xbox 2 because then we'll look like assholes because they have the PS3, Xbox 360. So now, they, like, I guess they just, they've, they're perpetually one number behind PlayStation. So they always have to come up with some, like, wacky thing that just yeah. sidesteps the numbering issue, well, I guess. My, my, my current theory on, on this one is, and they, you know, they actually showed the box uh, and, you know, controller and the new Kinect and, and all this stuff. And uh, on the box itself, it only ever says Xbox. Like, the mm. badge on oh, the system. Like, so iPad, iPad only, yeah. only says Xbox. Yeah, so yeah. that's, like, my, my theory is that, yes, it is called the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, within 18 months of that thing actually launching. It's just the marketing. It's, it it's just the brand. It's yeah. just nothing but that. Right. right. Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. But, you know, kind of the, the difference between, you know, the the... Apple comparison with the, the iPad, though, is that there is still like the 360 still exists. Right, right. like with, with Apple, they always just like almost immediately retire. That old the, shit is bullshit now. The, the, yeah. Their old stuff, yeah. so it's not there. Isn't that that brand confusion in right. like, the the you know new marketplace? But it's gonna be so weird when a mom goes in and says, "I want to buy an Xbox," and they say, "Which Xbox?" And then you, they're like, "Xbox One or Xbox 360?" And she's oh, well, one sounds old. That sounds yeah, exactly. Old. Yeah. Oh, well, 360 is so much cheaper. Yeah, it's got more numbers in <laughs> right. it. It's like, like, I'd be an idiot not to get this one. <laughs> It doesn't look like a weird Tron VCR. Right. <laughs> I really like the look of the new it Xbox. Like I can't even see it. I'm going to find out my uh, phone. The internet was mad at it, but I thought it looked badass. I, I, someone actually said the, like, oh, it looks like a VCR. I'm like, yeah, like a really dope VCR. Like, right. I, I'm into that. <laughs> it looks like a thing. As that, a VCR owner. It looks like a thing that I would spend way more money than I probably should to put on an entertainment center shelf and then occasionally actually polish it and then feel bad about myself for polishing it. Uh, yeah, it's it's got a maybe a certain... I don't know, 3DO vibe. Yeah, but it's like whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's it, retrofuturism. Yeah. It looks it looks like something that would have been set decor Whoa. in the promo in the promo <laughs> video for the That's for actually the random access just memories like video. What? We've got this raw I love these raw reactions here we're getting from Chris. It's an Xbox. No, that's actually awesome looking. Uh, it looks like a um it looks like a like a laser disc player or like a Yeah, it looks like like a high end stereo receiver or something. Like some some like faceless thing you have so in your premium. entertainment center that right that's like <laughs> that would cost like two thousand dollars amongst your like four other boxes Some that, all look, massager that all look or equally <laughs> nondescript. Yeah. You know that's actually really interesting because it seems like Microsoft their whole jam right now is to try and just be your living room thing. I mean, I wonder if that's a deliberate choice oh, to be yeah, a yeah, sure. okay, so nondescript, high-end-looking living room box. You don't know anything box. about what the Xbox One does, but it has. Oh, you know about the one it thing it plays that video about. games. <laughs> Well, that's actually surprising. We don't care about Microsoft's that. Actually, they, focus, they right? barely talked about that. <laughs> yeah. So that's <laughs> the first like half hour of the presentation. Like, so anyway, show me music, video games, that, and like the whole the whole deal is that it's running a bunch of different apps simultaneously. So you can multitask between yeah. the different media layers. Yeah. But yeah, it's whole yeah, its whole deal is the TV pass through thing where it you you know about this I think Chris because we were talking that was the one thing we talked about today where you I plug, saw you plug I saw HDMI some, into the back that is from your cable box or from your dish or whatever. The Xbox reads that and then outputs it to your TV through the Xbox's software layer. So your friend notification pop-ups happen. But then also weird shit like real-time 
si- real time <laughs> sidebars of bananas stuff can pop up and stuff. Could you play? Could you plug your your like PS4 into that and play so, a PS4 game? So we actually game, start, we started then, theorizing about yeah? this because so the the Xbox One has no backwards compatibility. Uh-huh. So oh, see, it's, none, oh. none of your 360 games are gonna are gonna work on yeah. it. But we started thinking, what if? Because it, it it has this, it seems like it has this HDMI pass through thing. Yeah. So there's two HDMI ports on the back, yeah. one in, one out. Uh, so like the the application that that they were suggesting is like, oh yeah, your cable box, you plug that into here, and then you get you know all this additional you know fun uh-huh. time uh-huh. Uh, uh, information. Right. Just weird stuff there, but we were thinking, what if it, you know, without that backwards compatibility, what if I just plug my 360 into that right. and then just use that as the the pass through? Could you I, I could you daisy chain work. like additional Xbox One, like eighteen Xbox Ones all into <laughs> oh, each other? Oh my cell processor <laughs> oh, yeah. finally yeah, realized. Right. <laughs> I was wondering about, uh, and I don't know if you would know this better than me, but Wait, I can imagine you, do you would. That? I want to know oh, if you I, can do the, that. The thing that I was wondering about is you're passing an HDMI signal that is coming off a cable box into an Xbox out mm-hmm. to a TV mm-hmm. that seems to completely circumvent the point of HDCP. Right, which is you can't do pass-throughs to capture devices and stuff. Oh, and I right. asked, but, I asked, but our, there's no HDCP on like broadcast signals. Is there not? I, I mean, coming I off, I, ima- I always thought this oh, was coming so off you your can't cable do box. This shit with the other consoles, then. I, but that's the question: is does does this thing is it HDCP agnostic enough that you could just grossly chain sixteen Xbox Ones together and then say Xbox One, show me TV, and it goes <laughs> and just ripples down thirty units until you finally get to your horribly digitally degraded broadcast. <laughs> As like thirty connects all hear your voice. We are Xbox One. <laughs> that would be that would be way more awesome. Uh, but but, but it, uh, the, the way that it, my understanding of it is that like even on the three sixty right now. There's like different layers of HDCP. Like it knows if you're playing a game that okay, I don't need to protect this. But if something's coming off of you know the DVD or God forbid your HD DVD, uh, right? But drive, the stuff coming in through the live TV signal, it's probably doesn't do a lot to that because it can't mess with it because it doesn't know if it's getting something off of a dish, if it's getting something off of a cable box, if it's getting something off of a HD antenna. Uh, it would probably know that. It would know. It would probably know. I mean, it, it's going to it's going sig- to it's going to be passing that signal through the HDMI anyway. Okay, so therefore, it would know potentially if it's getting stuff off of a 360, which would mean someone could make Xbox One enhanced sidebar content for a 360 <laughs> game. Maybe. So that has to happen. Okay, I'll get on that. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, get me Don Patrick on the phone. <laughs> This is, so the I mean, what's a bummer is right is that like this is a closed system. It's a closed traditional video game console, so that shit's not going to happen. No, well, so, so yeah. actually, one of the things that they were talking about. So they, they <laughs> Wii had, U detected. They, they did this. They did. No, Wii U's never been detected. Come on. Uh, <laughs> the the the. So they they had this hour long, uh, you know, TV presentation that they did that that right. The televised Jake spectacular is, is, is what you saw, uh, and then like I think it was like a is that what the press conference was? Yeah, yeah, maybe it was, a, a, it was an hour long TV. Maybe like a half thing. hour after that, they did only on on Twitch. They streamed out this uh, what they called a uh, architecture panel, uh, mm. where they had uh, Larry Herb uh, interviewing a bunch of engineers and stuff from from Microsoft. Uh, mm-hmm. Dan Greenewalt from Turn Ten was there, mm-hmm. uh, and they they kind of talked a little bit more specifically about some of the the technology stuff because they touched like super broadly. I think it was Mark Witten from from Xbox was talking about. How there's like multiple OSs on this thing. There's like this Windows OS, and then there's this Xbox OS, and then you just kind of left it at that. 
and it, like it didn't really make any sense like what are, what the fuck are you talking about and what does any of that mean which they actually on this this other architecture panel kind of touched on like we're talking about like multiple virtual machines inside the Xbox one so that they can dedicate like these resources to this kind of like, like so, app based like you so know like the Skype stuff is running on like a Windows mobile layer or something like that. It's it's Windows kernel actually is what they, oh, weird. they said. Okay. Like they they're talking like actual Windows technology in there. Uh, but I mean, the idea there sense. is like it's it's like small multitasked apps hmm. versus hmm. the Xbox virtual machine, which is all about you know kind of the you know the single function you know running a game. Right. So this is the dream of the Dreamcast finally realized. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> this is That's the right. Windows. CD. Except they have except they have EA support this time. So <laughs> uh, un- unlike the, the Dreamcast. So they they actually talked about you know s- some of those the the layer stuff and made that stuff make some sense. And one of the things that they they mentioned during that I can't remember which engineer said it, but they basically said you know they they copped to look we can't. We can't know, we can't predict, like, what the big hot social media app or whatever is going to be. Because that was kind of the problem with 360 with, like, their their attempts at, at apps and stuff is that Microsoft was, you know, building the Facebook app, the, the Twitter app, and they were all, you know, kind of fucking garbage because of that. Because uh, the people who really understood those services weren't the ones that were building the, the app for it. So the the implication that was given during this talk is that... They are going to try and open up these tools hmm. to the people that are running these services so that it's not going to be, you know, wide open, but potentially, you know, stuff that's more emergent as far as your, you know, your web applications or whatever uh, could make it on there. So I wonder how much overlap there is between that and what game developers could use. Or, I mean, could like an independent game developer make like, is this going to be the weird equivalent of like, um, do you guys remember? Back when and like Vista when Microsoft was trying to promote the like Windows Vista casual games and it was like yeah. this is for where you want to make your Spider Solitaire clone or mm-hmm. whatever like I don't know I could is this like where you put your weird like Facebook Farmville game like on it this seems like it's more just for social services I know but like, like how that. do you is that like do they just have to approve or not approve thing like how can anyone submit an app to it or do, or do you have to be essentially like partnered with microsoft like what stops someone from right, writing like a thing does that is the a game? riff tracks commentary app show up that then or yeah. like what are the i mean yeah well i mean they I, probably I see, haven't said this stuff yet I, yeah they, they did definitely did not dive that kind of deep uh, yeah. during either of those uh, presentations yeah. but you know this all this stuff is you know x86 architecture yeah. Like these are both the you know PS4 and Xbox. Yeah, no, they're one. all just computers at this point. They, yeah, they're they're friggin' PCs in, in one way or another. Uh, although they talked a little bit about how you know they got the system on a chip built for uh for the Xbox One, whatever the hell that means. I don't know, but uh, potentially you know if 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 they're using that same play your Xbox One games with system on a chip for Xbox One. <laughs> <laughs> If, if there, if I mean, if it's if it's essentially a, a PC, and if you know one of the layers in this system is essentially a Windows kernel, like I could see it being relatively easy to you know get the work that you're doing you know elsewhere to mm-hmm. to work on on these systems. But sure. who's who's to say? I mean, don't 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 forget that when the Xbox 360 launched, you know what their vision of Xbox Live Arcade at the time was. You know, 
ports of oh, yeah. old arcades. Yeah, it's like yeah. you're going to play HD Galaga, but then you're going to be able to unlock wheels in Need for Speed. Right. Uh, but it, but it, even just like the scope and scale of yeah. what the games were just, you know, completely well, blown that was out like of control. 120 meg limit, all that other stuff. Oh, I remember oh, yeah. it, it was like 40 meg. Was, it 40 megs was what it started as, I think. Really? That was WiiWare. Oh, 50 no, maybe it was then. Like it was like... 40 or 50. It was, I think it might have yeah, been 50. You're right. It was 50. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was, 50, it was yeah. right around there. Not big. Because I remember when like uh, Symphony of the Night. Oh, was yeah. Like that was the big... Uh, God, remember megabytes. like six years ago when we were all talking about all this stuff? Crazy. Yeah. Yep. It was, it was a little... No, that was like seven years ago. ago. Yeah. yeah. I got an HDTV from that Jay Allard presentation. At, uh, oh, man. You see that year. Jay Allard. Oh, yeah. Was Jay Allard in attendance at this yeah. event? Oh, uh, Jay Allard was not... I don't know if he was in attendance at this event, but yes, Jay Allard showed up on TV during <laughs> the opening montage. You can't hear the face <laughs> I am making, the wild bug eyes. Your I'm eyes are no right longer now. in your head out of the excitement <laughs> of seeing Allard. Xbox player yeah, Allard. Rolling around God. in my head when insanely. Yeah, so they had this opening little montage of a lot of just like quick talking heads like you know cliffy b shows up it was for like a, a kickstarter uh-huh. video thing where like we're yes. all we're gonna change the world by make xbox games like you know oh, gross. all over the, the place worst, yeah. well, one of them was steven and spielberg it was, it was like yeah. no no like lower thirds or anything like no names on anything it's just you know who you recognize yeah. it was you know some some microsoft employees uh, some game developers and just long enough for the imagery to register in your mind, Jay Allard <laughs> says like one word and then he's gone. By the time that you like, the synapses connect you just and have, figure it out, he's already gone. Like, the after image of his Phil Fish glasses faded away. Just, and that was like, <laughs> that's Jay Allard. Holy shit, that was Jay Allard. The eyes of Allard. <laughs> Yeah, I, heard, I I missed the first like twenty minutes of the stream, and I just saw Twitter blow up saying Jalen, 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 and I was like, "What are they showing? Like library footage of old Xbox launches? No way!" New Allard. I was yeah. so happy to get an Allard update. Did he look, Allard. What did he look like? Weird. Look. <laughs> he looked like Jay Allard. He was like little stuff. No, but I mean that that has meant different things over the years. Right, but it's, it looked like the extrapolation of. Uh, HD cool era new Xbox yeah, experience yeah. Jaller. Like he's still yeah. I was I I'd, It's like if Jaller did a Kickstarter. Right. That's sure. basically what he would look like. Oh, I, I had that. sort of been been hypothesizing that after Jaller stepped out of the Xbox Live and Zoom experience that he would yeah. sort of start going feral again like that he would sort of the po- <laughs> like the the slightly frumpy polo shirts would come back like the <laughs> the balding head stubble would come back but it, no. Maybe, but then I wondered if maybe that is like if he's like finally fuck oh, I'm out of the spotlight of all this hip bullshit I can go back to being the dork that I was on Xbox One <laughs> but then he got the call he's like bring you back up to the big leagues one more yeah. show Jay and he's just like okay fucking fine and then all the you know the spotlights come on and then three stylists come in like how you doing Jay <laughs> strap on just the weird like way it's overly patterned shirt fit, try six glasses pairs <laughs> on yeah like if and then if he just Jake goes, wore <laughs> Fancy glasses. Like, that was kind of the, the J. Allard look, I'd say. I would have to wear, like, a leather jacket that was one size too small for me yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. And then make weird animalistic poses You'd have on to shave page. all hair off your head, though. All of it. Yeah. But I, I think the the classic Allard look, the, you know, the pre-makeover like, yeah. Allard, mm. uh, like, was... Like, it, original it, Xbox. Like, him smiling along, like, with the big silver X original yeah, prototype. Like, yeah. uh, but it was like, you know, the those sport vest things tech vests that's yeah, sure a tech mm-hmm. vest is i feel the clothing equivalent yeah. of original allard <laughs> that's, that's fair og yeah. allard yeah, but that, that was 
honestly one of the most exciting things of the whole <laughs> presentation <laughs> was yeah. this much Jay Allard. Like, How could it not be? I could not do anything but make fun of you when you were there presenting all of this old Xbox shit. But now it's so good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> An old friend. It's like the... It's like the uh, oh, God. Have you guys... Oh, I'm just ruining it. This, this film... Uh, Anyway, it's like the two. I, I just can't think of what I'm, of the movie, but like it's like the, Let's do it. the Let's classic, like um, <laughs> like nemeses, like war nemeses who face off so many times like over heat. the years, and then when they like you know as, as they get older, like they're they're the only people who can relate to one another anymore. Right, it's every yes. movie like, where there's two adversaries who exist for like three films. Yeah. Like the no, I, know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that. Yeah, I mean, the duelist is a good example. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. What it kind of this is, but the, it's just it's like, just Jay Allard and like and just world. fucking <laughs> no, like just just shitty video game commentators. It reminded that's, me that's like uh, the, like, the community of the people who actually what? one know who Jay Allard is and two have talked about Jay Allard. In their life ever, and at this point, at you this can point, finally just set aside your differences and appreciate him. Right. At this point, you also have to be kind of an old ass man right. to yeah. still be at this job and Ex- have professional yeah. memory of of Jay Allard to have fondness for Allard. I yeah. mean, that's this is a select. There's group. A, there's a questionable sports bar slash restaurant in Petaluma where everyone goes on Thanksgiving break when in college and after. Yep. Um, and you end up seeing all of your friends there. And my experience of seeing Jay Allard there is the flip side of many of my experiences, which was the people who used to just treat me like fucking shit in high school. Now we're all like seven, eight years older, would show up and be the nicest guy in the world. and be like, hey, Jake, it's great to see you. It's so good to see you. And yeah. like occasionally be like, I'm sorry that I was a fucking dick in high school. <laughs> but th- I was that guy seeing Jay Allard in this video. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's so odd. I've missed you. I'm wow. so sorry for all the things I said before. Yeah. Just, you know, I was a different person. I was going through some shit. <laughs> you were a fucking weirdo, admittedly. Thanks for the HGTV. <laughs> I felt at the time like I was taking advantage of you. You kept wearing better sports you. coats and hoodies at the same time. Yeah. Was choose just, one or the other, man. Come he, on. He was just dressing as the formal version of every video game protagonist. <laughs> I remember when he sat down in the middle of the press conference so he could rap with you. He's like, I got to get real with you guys. Let me sit down on the edge of this stage. That's what I'm talking about. That's the Allard that I love. Where's that in the video game sphere right now? It's 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 like he's like trying to, you know, get through to at-risk youths or something. <laughs> it's like I got to I got to sit down and just listen, I can talk on you guys level, man. I know what hip hop and Tumblr, you know. <laughs> What does that guy actually do? Smartphones. He's off on his own. He he left the tribe yeah. uh, a while ago. He was some weird Seattle-based emergent something. Wait, so he's not at Microsoft anymore? No, no, he hasn't, no, been, he hasn't been at Microsoft for, for, for a while. Yeah, a couple years. And they still brought him into the video? That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Huh. He was back so that this podcast would happen at probably a <laughs> right. previous yeah, podcast yeah. from earlier today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we you know, we did our our, our live uh, on giantbomb.com. We did our uh, our live stream of the you know, we we streamed their stream and then also talked over it. So, you know, right. nothing better than, you know, a bunch of white dudes talking oh, over so a bunch clearly, of other white dudes right. talking. So clearly what you need is an Xbox app that you plug anything into <laughs> and is just overlaid with a bunch of stuff, fucking stupid video game Now nerds. anyone can just You guys just need to get all do. your like horrible gifts of like everyone dancing around and just have your Xbox <laughs> One app where you just, everything you're watching in your life is just you guys like dancing on top of that's, it and yelling things. That's the beauty of the Xbox One is yeah. that now anyone can be 
the idiot yeah, can assholes we, can that we, we are. Can we get the giant bomb Vinny Green yeah, but we experience? Need, yeah, exactly. You need Windows the... kernel app that can just open, <laughs> it detects what you're doing and just ruins it by bad breakdancing animations and stuff. Well, see, we work for CBS, so no. no. I feel never, like that I've... will never happen. <laughs> That's a... That requires resources. But you guys already do that stuff. Oh, sure. I mean, for our own amusement, absolutely. Sure. But if we tried to tell someone like, hey, we want to do this thing, it's like, well, how do we make money off of that? We, ah, <laughs> we, ah. we want to make an Xbox One app that ruins CBS content. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Ex- only CBS content. Right. We, we feel we like we have internal that. API access for that stuff. So that's the stuff that's the easiest for us to ruin and devalue. It's just, you know, a soundboard of the most common giant bomb phrases. So you can just sit there yourself while you're oh, watching you say, The Price is Right and just. say hot scoops, the wizard. Right, exactly. Emails. God damn it. <laughs> I was I was talking to, earlier today on Twitter. Someone brought up the uh, the phrase "video James" to me, and mm. I squealed with delight at that because I hadn't heard it before. I'm like, "Oh, that's fantastic! I want to use that." And then, uh, and then I was like, "Excuse me," <laughs> <laughs> like because Copyright. literally, like the last couple weeks, we finally said, "Okay, we've been joking about this forever." But James Spafford, the next time you're on the podcast, you will be referred to as "video James Spafford," and this is happening. And then you're like, I, like a Twitter, like Ryan Davis, like best. Idea, video James. Like, <laughs> are you shitting me? Like that thing hadn't even come out. That wasn't even. No, it's not even real. It's not even real. Just psychically, I know how to rip off this podcast. Yeah, I had prior art only in that there was a tweet about it, like four days before your tweet about it. <laughs> I just somehow know inherently yeah. uh, how to fleece your your best ideas. So thank you for continuing to yeah. have them. Did you, did you have any thoughts about any of the actual video games that were talked about at this video game console announcement? There were so very few video games talked about at this thing. There so, were a lot of Wait, so what games. was the thing with the dog? The one thing that I saw on Twitter all day long was so, the, I like that the people were talking about the dog. Yeah. The dog. No, listen, yeah. he's hitting the high points here. Allard, they, so they had a <laughs> bunch of, uh, they're talking about Call of Duty Ghosts. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah. The That's, new Call of Duty game is called, it's called Call Ghosts. of Duty Ghosts? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Is that actually called that, or are you making yes. no, no, that? No, Call of Duty Ghost, but that has made people start calling it Call of Duty Ghost Dog because the highlight of the Call of Duty Ghost presentation was the dog. So, like, one of the things is, oh, you have you will have a dog companion, and it's this you know real brutal looking mm, uh, German approves. Shepherd. That dog will die, and people will cry. I'll cry. I'm already. You're already crying. You're already crying over, crying over the tearing uh, up, like, welling up. Over yeah, this dog, beautiful. <laughs> Uh, reminds me of Lucky, my old dog growing up. That's true. I had a German Shepherd named Lucky. She was a beautiful dog. I'd bite the shit out of anyone that wasn't the family, though. She was Hopefully great. you can connect scan your dog and put that in Call of Duty Ghost. But what or was... just put home videos of your dog into the HDMI pass-through. <laughs> so they, they were showing a lot of, like, behind the scenes at, at uh, Infinity Ward of, you know, a lot of people looking at computer screens and wireframe models uh-huh. of stuff. Uh-huh. But they... The part that was so awesome was they were showing some of the uh, the mocap, and they mocapped a fucking dog. Yeah, the dog. <laughs> they show a dog wearing a mocap suit, like little dots on its dog head. Like they fully, you know, forget Capcom when they mocapped a horse for Anamusha Two. Yeah, uh, they have. Dog very mo-cap. detailed. The question is, when it stuck out its tongue, were there two small dots for, for tongue cap? <laughs> but then they also showed like someone then manipulating the dog model in oh, that some was, that some was the bad best. thing, that, like moving the jaw up and down. That and... turned into a GIF immediately, and that was the best thing in that thing because it had like the MTV documentary, like 
rapid rack zoom onto the dog's mouth right, <laughs> right as the guy adjusted the rotate control on it. So that yeah. gif of just like zoom out dog's mouth, man closes right. mouth or opens mouth. <laughs> yeah. Chris, you saying that they should use the HDMI pass-through to capture your dog, the thing that that made me think of was put in every DVD and uh, like Super 8 or Super 8, High 8, whatever H- HDC videotape that you have of your pets while you're playing Call of Duty Ghost, your Xbox One will detect shots of the dog, capture the shots, and then when your animal companion and ghost dies, it will have prepared and edited a slow motion montage of all animals that it's detected on your home video library to roll in slow motion. Just, just Ken Burns effect, just pan and zoom. Yeah, I, and I will zoom. remember you. Yeah. Right, yeah, so when your dog in the game dies... Sarah McLaughlin yeah. starts playing the You see the, the ghosts of your old dogs. Yeah, Call of Duty Call ghost, of Duty ghost, but then dog. it just, yeah, shows slow motion yeah. footage of your dog. It detects the object that your dog has caught and right. says, oh, that's a good moment. It detects when your dog is sleeping it's like that's great someone hugging a dog it can surely if the original xbox uh 360 connect can detect two skeletons this can, can can detect a human holding a dog yeah guaranteed call of duty ghosts of your beloved pet yeah yeah, yeah. so uh i mean what this needs to do actually this needs to be connect this needs to be okay so connect can already like you know um Show real-time video of what Connect is looking at and then isolate skeletons and, like, extract that stuff. So someone needs to make a game that combines, like, all three of these things. Combines the, like, pass-through from, like, a lot – okay, I don't know if you can output live video to an HDMI. But, like, if you connect the HDMI thing to an actual live video camera that, like, someone is holding and then also have the Connect, like, tracking your skeleton and, like, isolating you against separate live video background that's coming into the Xbox in real time, and then also overlay actual game shit being rendered by the game. You just have the most insane, bonkers video game experience. So you have someone off... Well, what you'd want to do instead of going through the pass-through is you'd have someone using the stupid glass app whatever stuff. Mm. Smart glass. How do, you, how do you not know that? They said it a billion fucking times. I know. Can someone actually explain to me what smart glass is? I've heard the phrase. It's just sort of. I've like searched on the internet and tried to find out what it is, and I can't figure it out. The virtual remote for the underlying operating system for tablets and smartphones. So it's like you can control video playback when you're playing games. Control video playback on what? On the TV, like you have remotes for your DVD on your phone, or like games can. Oh, smart glass is not like a physical device. No, it's just it's just an app. It's basically halfway between an app and some of the Wii U stuff. It's their way of saying. You can use your iPad without them having to actually say iPad iPad out loud. Yeah. Because otherwise they'd have to say with Microsoft Surface and then they would be laughed off the stage. So Yeah, so they say use Smart Glass app on all tablet platforms. But it's just iPad. It's yeah, it's Mm -hmm. basically I think to do Microsoft's version of some of the Wii U tablet stuff, but it's, I mean, it's a lot of just kind of your basic, yeah. you know, <clears throat> second screen experience stuff of yeah. just, you know, additional right. information, relevant but stuff. But most phones and tablets have cameras, so you could be live streaming off of your smart glass app, connecting to the camera API, and then digitally edit, editing a human being off of Connect in there, but then also having sweet zombies uh, showing up that you have to shoot by waving your arms around. Yeah. That's pretty much the future of games. Sounds like the future of games. But yeah. then also Finally, you... zombies. <laughs> you know, you're on to something there. Also, a television in the background can be detected, and it can motion match can, actual can live television onto, onto that television. television in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Everything in the game is just like weird... Super superimpositions of stuff from your bedroom. Yeah, it's just it's just like everything is just weirdly. Well, that was the thing there. That I was wondering. I'm sure there's no API access for it, but you could conceivably have the TV stuff that's coming in just be rendered a texture in a video game. So you could have your cigar smoking space marine sitting in a bar 
And then whatever happens to just be on your TV tuners watching oh, the day, just like, nothing but crap these days. It throws a cigarette <laughs> at the screen. Except that what was actually up there is it just tuned to CVS off of your local Comcast subscription. You that, could do weird, horrible shit with yeah, this console. That would be, that would be pretty, amazing. pretty awesome. Like, all the all the functionality they were showing was a lot of just like, like oh, you, you're watching Star Trek. You can shrink it down using, you know, connect gestures. And then, you know, other stuff will show up in the margins. It's like, oh, I can pin this Skype call into the corner while I'm playing the game. I'm so excited. Like, like a lot of like side by side stuff, but not really a lot of integration. But that would be way more interesting. It would be yeah. weird. Yeah. yeah, good weird though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially if the channel happened to be showing an advertisement for the game. That well, you'd playing. get really weird places then, where like the character is in. If you bought the Star Trek game, and it's the J.J. Abrams Star Trek universe, where they don't give a shit that there's Budweiser and Nokia and stuff, all the bars would just tune your Xbox to actual CBS or <laughs> right. like. Yeah. Nope. CBS always. Yeah. yeah all the time. <laughs> or just like if you're if you're playing uh, any any movie like a whatever like a Cartoon Network game and then a character is watching TV and it just forces you to watch Cartoon Network inside of the game. You could that would probably never happen. But what if it did? So I think probably one of the so they you know there's the Call of Duty Ghost stuff. Uh, dude from from uh, EA. EA man was there. Showing yeah, talked us. Talked a lot about just sports in general. It looked kind of like the pre-rendered stuff from the 360. Right? Has someone done a side-by-side of that yet? I imagine No. In fact, I, I called for that during our stream. I said, I want to see a side-by-side of the Madden you pre-rendered see, you stuff. You want to see a rubber like mask sweaty, guy in the snow. Yeah, sweaty, sweaty snow, snow, yeah. snow yeah. mask guy. <laughs> Compare that to what they're saying. I call is, him is Sweaty Snowman. Now. Classic 70s quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Which actually I think they, they would probably actually line up pretty well. I think they're being a little bit more realistic about, you know, what that thing's going to be able to to do this yeah. time around, yeah. uh, which I think just, you know, well, puts I, into I saw stark Sony... relief how out of control their uh, original like 360. Terrence Malick, but like glove football player hand rubbing his hand <laughs> through the grass. <laughs> Didn't Sony release like an image recently that was like character from PS3 versus yeah, character from did. Crazy One? And I couldn't, had to really I actually couldn't tell the yeah, difference. And when yeah. I finally guessed which one was from the new one, it was wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, I just, yeah. I don't even. Yeah. So the, I think the, but like, aside from all that stuff, the craziest and the most just inscrutable thing that they showed games wise was from Remedy. Uh, mm, you know, Max the, Payne the Max guys. Payne, Alan Wake guys. That's the one part that I haven't seen. Oh, so it's, I, I can't make any sense of what it actually is, but it's. What was it, the game called? Uh, quantum Break. Okay. Cool, cool game. Um, first off, yeah, game. like you say quantum, and that's already like white noise. You might as well put storm in the name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like what it sounded like and what it looked like is some sort of like combination of television program and video game. Wait, like, seriously? Like live action, like filmed stuff. And oh, then yeah, they were I heard about this. To, uh, like, yeah, yeah. Sorry, crazy. I was already thinking of crazy past the show. I was already, I was already, my brain was already jumping straight to like bonkers real You time. are in the TV show. No, but. I, well, I started immediately thinking, uh, and this is partially because uh, I always think about this and also partially because an EA dude had just been on stage. I started thinking like Majestic 2. Like mm. actually, like taking the concepts of majestic yeah. for those who remember that uh, to where, the next level, where, where the faceplate of the Xbox One opens and a fax page comes out. It's actually, <laughs> it's actually got a thermal fax roller in there. But there's like the the footage they showed of both the live action stuff and the the you know video game stuff, the the polygonal stuff. Like the connection was impossible to make from what they were showing because one of them seemed like the live action stuff. It just seemed like a TV show, you know, character. Two people interacting. The conversation was kind of weird and sinister, but 
beyond that, it was just, you know, a little girl talking to a grown woman and then some more kind of supernatural stuff happening in the game. But if this means that Remedy is basically going to make a TV show, then I am completely on board. <laughs> I don't know what to make of that. That's super web baffling. That's, that's the stuff that I like from Remedy the most. It's not it's not the gameplay. It's their, like, the way they can, you know, set a stage and mm. uh, not even really tell a story, but their, you know, their, <laughs> their world building, <laughs> let's sure. say. That's yeah. fair. The goofy Yeah, there's the, the, the TV game yeah. confluence was a crazy thing at this thing because Spielberg yeah. also showed up and <laughs> basically yeah. had a video saying, well, I don't really care to be here at this, but I'm happy to announce <laughs> that I'm working on a Halo TV show that will be on the Xbox. Yeah. So it's all about okay. weird shit. I, I like that he said that he couldn't be there and offered up no reason why. <laughs> yep, I, I can't <laughs> You didn't there. say, like, because I'm busy, you know, making... I just can't do it. I just, I, I just didn't want to. Yeah. This seems Seattle's like a terrible far. place to be, <laughs> so I'm not going to be there. I literally However. cannot be there. It's not possible. <laughs> just my, my... Yeah, I cannot... Yeah. There are no Bye. Beatles showing up at this thing, so <laughs> the, I won't be showing up either. The universe will not allow my presence in this. Event. Like, what is that? What you're getting at, Jake? No, it is physically impossible for I me mean, to like, exist inside that room. There's nothing inside of his being that will allow him to be there. Therefore, he cannot be there. Just sure. Yeah, he, he couldn't possibly. Spiel, Spielberg's attend. not uh, not shy. I mean, he showed up at uh, Microsoft's E3 press conference when uh, the, the Beatles rock band stuff was That's there. True. So, yeah, no, I mean, as, he, as long as there's a Beatle yeah, he there, likes, he likes video games. Purportedly, he'll show up. Mm-hmm. I've seen him at E3. He's, you know, he shows. He up made boom blocks. blocks yeah. yeah, made yeah. boom blocks. He said, "Why did he throw blocks and stuff?" <laughs> and then, huge team of talented people at EA uh, then actually made that happen. Yeah, props to uh, Joe Fielder. What's up? Yeah, the whole, the I used whole, to work with that guy. Yeah, and he and he worked on boom blocks. Yeah, no. the whole problem with the whole Xbox thing that now I'm going to be a butt. Is that I don't actually care about any of it, I think. No, that's that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> that's, I yeah, think that's, that's the problem with all that. We're like, okay, you're doing a bunch of crazy stuff that I do think is probably the pinnacle of home entertainment technology. Fuck off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of my perpetual state at this point. <laughs> Wait, I mean, we, yeah. we, Which I guess just makes me an asshole, but like, I really well, just can't. Be I'm bothered. interested in all of it, but. But I mean, cable. This, like, what? This, cool. like, this presentation. Like, was not for the people in this room. Yeah, right. Sure. That That's was true. I looked at that and I said, Microsoft knows the Xbox audience, where they basically said, look, you can slide your basketball game out of the way and see your fantasy league. Look, yeah. EA is going to tell you a ton of shit. Look, a Halo TV show. Yeah. Like, Call, of Call of Duty. Duty yeah. yeah, it was Call of Duty, Halo, sports, and sports on television. Yeah. Yeah, and a dog jaw being rigged, which was the part like we basically <laughs> we were throwing two bones, which was the guy rigging the dog jaw on Maya and Jay Allen showing up for half a second, um, and those made me yeah. believe in the in Xbox One, but. It was a weird, it was but a it's, weird it's, thing. I mean, you like you you look at the the Sony press conference when they you know, revealed the the PlayStation Four. Like they had, you know, they had an agenda that they had to lay out. They'd be like, "Look, we know that things have not been going as awesome as we'd like it to to be. So this is our vision for this. Right? Like we have this very specific idea of what we want to accomplish but with this system. That also included Jonathan Blow will show up and play some flutes for you in the background, and then Media Molecule will have dancing puppets like that. Right. Well, I mean, it they was, were going for a very specific crowd with that presentation. Th- they knew yeah. who they had to win over. Yeah. yeah. With that of like, all right, if we can get the lunatics who will get excited about you know Jonathan Blow games. Uh, and yeah, media molecule weirdness. Sculpt the puppet show. Then we can, you know, then we can work on the the bigger stuff. Once sure. we, you know, get the people who will go and you know excitedly try and tell their friends about it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's their first step. 
you know, Microsoft is in a stronger position, and I feel like a lot of what they were touching on this at this press conference yeah, was the biggest possible audience. There's a lot know. of a lot of stay in the course. It seemed like you know, like yeah. they have some some new ideas of how you know that integrates into the system. But it is you know, there was this was broadcast on TV. This was you know an hour long televised sure. special. Right. So was it know, on CBS? Um, what network was it on? Oh, uh. That's gotta What's be weird. Left? If it's Spike, not... probably Spike. Mm, let's just yeah. say it was on Spike. Let's let's say Spike. <laughs> let's assume probably Spike. Well, not it G4. was essentially right. uh-uh. on Spike. It was not yeah. on the, the <laughs> Esquire can... network. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Practically speaking, God, G4. Yeah. Oh, Spike was the one that was TNN before. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. The National Network. Yeah. Oh, was Remember it was the, the Nashville, Nashville network? network? Yes, it was the Nashville network. Right. Then it was the National Network. Then it was Spike. And it I always had Star Trek: The Next Generation reruns. Yep. Yep. Forever and always. The Nashville network to the National network. It's one of the funniest things ever to make. It's like, how do we revitalize our brand? Oh, make it the absolute exact opposite of the thing. Like, oh, it's the network about one city, a specific. It's like everything embodied by this one. But sorry, no. Uh, absolutely zero connection yeah. to any one specific place you could ever. And then they're like, wait, we went way too broad. Make it about garbage. <laughs> <laughs> What's a good name for a channel that has nonstop cops reruns on it? I thought you were about to say nonstop cocks. <laughs> also, <laughs> blurred, but, there there, but present. They're, they're there. Haunting. Waiting for you. Like Just a, beyond like a, the mosaic. Like a ghost of your pet. Long departed. We should take a break for a second now before yeah. we die. Okay. I know you can do like four hour podcast. Yeah, let's keep. I've already podcasted for three hours today. Let's fucking keep doing this. Gonna... Live streamed for like two. That's that's good. I'm Come glad, on. I'm glad to know that that's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> it's endurance. This is how I win. It's not by any sort of particular craft. It's just that I can do it for you longer. Just keep talking for a day every yep. day. Yep. Gross. I guess that's why we're bad. <laughs> yeah, that's this. why we suck. Yeah. We'll be right back because we need it. Video games. God, this is this is hysterical. Doug just pasted this in Campfire. Uh, apparently, people who have Xbox 360s and Connects kept their systems kept pausing and turning off and stuff because the yeah. people on the stream oh, kept saying Xbox Live and Xbox and shit. Oh. There's like yeah, a compilation like, of all these Okay, Xbox, tweets. pause, play. Like they were sending commands to the demo unit, which is the hypothetical situation you always joke about. Like, yeah. the thing, the audience that I always think about for the 360 and now the one is just college dudes, basically. Yeah. But you know that there's college dudes that have two HD TVs two Xboxes, like, they've got the two lofted beds, one on each side, and then under each of them in their freshman dorm, yep. they have two Xboxes, but now someone's going to be like, Xbox, CBS. I'm only going to use <laughs> CBS as the example when you're on here. <laughs> or like, so, someone walks in and says, whatever it is, Xbox, turn on, and just like, this whole, your whole room just fires up. I remember, like, when it, when, like, early Connect, when I, like, had it in the living room, and I would be... Sitting there with my fiance, and we're just having a conversation, and all of a sudden, like Netflix would launch, and it was like, okay, what was the phrase that we just said <laughs> yeah. that that the Xbox thought? Oh, he said Netflix. Okay, let's go. Let's do yeah. this. I don't know, like, why it stopped happening, but for, like for a good six to nine months, every once in a while, we'd just be sitting in there, you know, Xbox idly on the back. Arrested Development comes on. Yeah, so yeah, it just it it was usually Netflix because you know what else do I have app wise that's going to run on the fucking Xbox? Uh, but 
yeah, I imagine that that was happening all over the goddamn place. Yeah, there's, there's a bunch of tweets. There's a bunch of tweets about it. That awkward moment when an Xbox spokesman takes control of your Kinect with his voice commands and signs you out of the live stream. <laughs> uh, God, you. Can... Whenever he uses Kinect commands, my Kinect listens and turns off the stream. Go home, Kinect. You're drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It would never get past cert, but you could make just the most meta-ruining game with the new Xbox. That's all that I want to make now. I want to make a yeah. game that you're playing the game, and then it says, "What's the like the little like snap command? What's the stupid sidebar thing called? Do you remember what it was? It, it, it's the snap, I think, is what they're yeah. Like it. you could have a game where a character. Well, <laughs> oh, the the thing about the the Xbox One is that it memorizes different voice patterns so that it knows different people in your house. So the different mm-hmm. people who wake up the Xbox, different stuff comes up on the homepage. Different. Oh Jesus! That's so like the games you were last playing, the music you were last listening to, like and, and yeah, it's fucking terrifying. <laughs> and obviously, the things you want to buy, the, the like bringing back the last thing that you were doing on the Xbox, like that's it gets I don't, super. <laughs> scary. Like, I'm not saying like I'm doing anything, but I could. I just. Right. The only scenario I see <laughs> is the one where something horribly embarrassing comes it, up. Because Internet Explorer is built in, which means whatever you were last browsing comes up. <laughs> but it also it said fucking weird things like it notices that you pick up the game controller and then asks if you want to resume playing the game that you were last playing. But either way, sorry. The, thing, the thing that was weird, to, the, the ultimate confluence thing that I want is the Xbox recognizes your voice. So the Xbox... Also, presumably, is recording all of this stuff because you know that unless you opt out, it's sending this stuff home. So mm-hmm. you now want a game which records all of your Connect commands and then uses them against you when you're playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in the middle of something and you just hear. That's a Metal Gear thing, what you're describing. Right, but is a, you say, is a you Metal say Gear boss. Xbox turn off, but then the game just says Xbox turn on. Or like it just it just says, oh, wait, never mind. Whatever, like if it can issue cancel commands. No, in the middle of a boss you. battle, as you're about to hit the final thing, Xbox turn off. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> no! Yeah. Shit. Shit, 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 shit. Yeah, that is a total Kojima thing where suddenly, like, your yeah. Xbox starts yelling at itself to tell it to do things yeah. that are It would that be really surprising. good. Yeah. Seeing weird video of yourself come up halfway stuff. through a game yeah. just, <laughs> just, of what you were doing Oh, my earlier. God. Just a crazy – yeah, the game just draws from your entire anthology of, right. like, Actually, everything it's ever seen and heard you the do. The Metal Gear thing is that a boss and everything would just you've be holding ever a mirror through. and he would just hold it up to the screen and you would suddenly, like, in weird 3D because oh, the Kinect shit. robot would go yeah. right. and turn to rotate in time <laughs> to, to match the Z depth of oh, that. Oh, that's terrifying. You would well, see the, a reflection the, of yourself. And then you'd see the murderer sneaking the up behind you. Oh, my God. Sorry. The new Kinect doesn't move anymore. Fuck, it's ruined. It's, 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 well, they don't have to because they've got like a higher res, like wider angle. Right, but it being able to move is the creepiest there. part of it. Yeah. But yeah, a character, <laughs> but a it, character. It will no longer bow to you. It is a it disrespectful could, It could crop the image and pan. A character in a game <laughs> holding up a mirror and you seeing yourself, but then you seeing that it's spliced in a character on the couch or behind you. Or a, like. A murderer. You could do the horror movie thing, like the Scream era horror movie thing where you suddenly cut the screen to black and what looks like the reflection in the glass of your screen is there, but it's just a really deliberately faded out mirrored version of your living room. But you see another person there and the lightning um, flashes for a second. And there's a murderer there. Twitter chillers. You could make the best. I have already shit was. my pants. Yeah, no one's oh, going to make this fitting. game. Any of these games, no. but these are yeah. the games that the system demands to be made. The most yeah. abusive, just hardware abusive garbage yeah. <laughs> is what is what would make me yeah. buy three of these. Well, I, actually, what, what I, I, I meant them to my friends. When I first when I first postulated that a murderer would appear. I actually meant the system would have just inadvertently saved your life oh! by, by revealing the actual murderer <laughs> in your weird. apartment. I thought you meant that it, yeah, that it spawned. Uh, yeah, the same I know. Way, like the when same you way connect, connect party, does. Yeah, like yeah, you yeah. can have video recording yeah. of yourself behind the couch. Yeah. yeah. Oh, seeing the actual murderer is way better. Yeah. 
I don't know how you make that happen in a game. That's majestic, like yeah. eighteen. That's, like, that's, that's, that's if majestic, majestic three thousand. That's if, like they hire a murderer to come or to your Alan's house. One and only Zoom phone goes. Like, <laughs> and then he gets a location. And he has to show up. Allard is revealed. Oh hi! They pasted Allard into this game. Hilarious. No, I mean the, the hello, Jake. Yeah, <laughs> the real day Allard. It's it's. He it just tells him you have five minutes to get to this house. Yeah, I know. He's just. Yeah, yeah. He just runs as fast. But surely, as he can. when you when you first see it, you assume it's just. Oh yeah. Allard has been composited. I love this reality where Majestic was a smash hit, and <laughs> it can't be that much of a smash hit if one guy, Jay Allard, has to do all of the real life stuff himself. Yeah, this is <laughs> that's, that's definitely. That's just he won the contest for this year's. He gets to be the star of Majestic for this that's season. True. Maybe, yeah. maybe he won. He's the only one who actually completed Majestic one. And now <laughs> that's the that's what happens. But for him, this no, is when his you, Majestic <laughs> Two experience is actually being like the, amortized out across all Xbox One customers, where he thinks that he has to go and kill everyone. The prize for being the guy who gets to the middle of the Curiosity Cube is you get to be the secret murderer in the <laughs> Xbox One Connect game. Peter Molyneux never stopped working for Microsoft. Oh man, I'd really like to see a horror game make good use of of Connect. Technology. You I could, think, you I could like do really cheesy Scream style on. postmodern stuff where, yeah, your play experience, like it would be uh, Eternal Darkness style, insanity just go, effect. insanity effect mm. garbage, but you could do insanity effect garbage that's hilarious yeah. when you spawn a murderer in your bedroom uh, using your Kinect. I think, it, like, handled correctly, the, the situation that you are pitching here would actually freak the shit the out. The thing that would make it fantastic is if that... You remember that TV projection tech that they were demoing? The Illuma yes. Room. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. the Illuma Room was also just covertly what? running, so oh, then see, it, could, about this it could create the lightning flash that would happen yeah, that no, would no, then no, change... What is an Illuma Room? Oh, man. It, Sean showed this to me today. I had no idea that it was it a, It's a Microsoft thing that uses basically God, like a reverse connect where there's a, you plant a little projector and connect up behind, behind your couch in your living room. Okay. And then it scans your room and figures out where your TV is and then hooks up to your Xbox 360 and allows the game's universe to expand out into your living room. <laughs> Crazy. So, like, the main game is on the screen, but yeah. then, like, off-screen enemies that you could still kind yeah. of detect, instead of there being a little radar on screen, they would just be, like, 180 to 270 degree field of view projected yeah. out into your living room. Where the you effect was like almost red like... outlines of guys. Right, it's, it's almost like a wireframe. It's just, it's just showing, like, yeah, outlines yeah, yeah. of oh, objects. And, and, but they were doing some cool things with it, like 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 they had snow falling in a scene that would just sort of, like, collect on the floor. Like, it was crazy. Yeah, it was weird. Just, just that, yeah, the, you know, it's your peripheral vision, so it doesn't have to have that same level of clarity because it's sure, not really right. where you're focusing, but yeah. just... But, yeah. man, a fucking horror kind of, game. Oh, I know. All of this stuff in combination, so you just get a blip of a guy for a second in your room and then he goes away. It would be the best. You could do the best oh stuff. Oh yeah. God. It's all, great. it's all basically that X-Files episode about gross flies. Oh, also and, then the once fl- and then a fly walks across the TV screen and you freak the fuck out. The Kinect also knows which way you're looking, so it knows where to put it out of the corner of your eye, even if you're <laughs> looking 90 degrees to your left. It right. does. It does know that. Yeah, know. If you, it knows if you're smiling. Yeah, right. So you, there was some weird shit where it was like, it can, it can tell your heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> they said so. They were saying based on... It can tell your fucking my, pulse. They said based on like micro changes in like... Hey Jake, did you hear? Did you hear about how the Connect team is working with Boston Dynamics on the, next, on the next big dog? Yeah, the did thing that shows up that in that happened? horror game is the fucking pet man, and then you turn around and he <laughs> is there because he was summoned by your Xbox. God, and the he pet knows man, the way. The pet man really also is like an '80s horror series villain. Right. A recurring, yeah, yeah. A recurring He's the like Chris. Pet Man Eight is like you yeah. know he went off the rails. We went to break and then we came back talking about Xbox haunting again. I was hoping that we would be done, but there's this well. 
It just keeps going. It keeps fucking going, yeah. We can, I just we think can call like, it. you know, think of something like Slender using some of that connect, you know, kind of ARG experience. Here's the worst thing. Okay. I know nothing about Slender. I don't either. Uh, you should check it out. Okay. It's fucking terrifying. I've heard it's that. Super lo-fi and it's, just so effective. It's on the list of games that we are insulting our readers by not playing after they tell mm. us to play repeatedly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the the horror game is a a unique uh, a taste, I think. So I I don't I don't fault anyone for not playing horror games. I like horror games a lot. I just don't play enough of them. Yeah, yeah, same. Uh, yeah, it's Ryan. Did you play like Amnesia? Yeah, I love that game. Was amazing. Yeah. Um, then yeah, the Slender. I I I, I think uh, hits a lot of the same kind of well, nerves. Miyazaki is kind of a horror game, mm. not in the same like relentless way that Amnesia or something is, but yeah. It's pretty tense, pretty nerve-wracking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Slender is just you are walking around the woods trying to... You have, like, no point of reference or anything, and you're just trying to collect these notes, the eight notes of uh, Slenderman. Um, The thing is that... Slenderman? Yes, yes. Bill Slenderman. Okay. Uh, (laughs) uh, uh, But... He left these notes. Anytime... Jake's favorite joke has been... Whatever, fuck off. <laughs> uh, 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 anytime you see the Slender Man, mm-hmm. um, it's, it starts doing, like, you kind of start going crazy and vision starts blurring. You start hearing crazy sounds. And so it's... Anytime you see him, you just want to run away as fast as you can. Mm-hmm. But it, it does the, like... When you're walking at normal pace, you have a flashlight up so you can actually see around these dark woods. Uh, but... To run, you have to like put the flashlight down and sprint, so you can't see what's right. in front of you as you're running. I love so it's a lot that. of this like putting the the flashlight up and then seeing Slender Man in front of you, going, "Oh Jesus fucking Christ!" and then turning around and sprinting as fast yeah, as you yeah, can. Yeah. That seems very similar to Amnesia. That then, sounds where like, it's like yeah, that sounds like a lot of similar using really really heavy game systems to enforce the rules of horror movies, basically. Yeah, yeah. with yeah, that the, stuff is great. I love I the, love that kind the amnesia, of amnesia like. Light keeps you sane, but light draws monsters, but looking at monsters makes you insane, so you end up finding yourself just turning into a corner and hiding is, like, the best mm-hmm. confluence of game systems to make you do a certain thing. Yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. very much like that, but it's, you know, it's super indie, much smaller in, in scope and scale than, than Amnesia, but uh, yeah, if you liked Amnesia, you should check out Sweet. Uh, Slender Man. I played. Slender. I played the first hour of Metro Last Light yesterday, and mm-hmm. that have you have you played that? Did you play Did you play Metro Twenty Thirty Three? I played a little bit of Metro Twenty Thirty Three. I played a bunch. Of, I played a bunch of Twenty Thirty Three. I played like awesome atmosphere. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. fantastic atmosphere. I played like forty five minutes maybe of it of the new one today. of Last Light. Okay, yeah. then you're not much. I mean, you know how far I am. And yeah, yeah, you, oh, saw, yeah. you saw me. I, pr- I probably am like a half hour ahead of you. It yeah. seems like, but. I don't have a lot to say about it because I just started it and not enough people have played it, but God, I don't even know what to say. Fuck. I thought that I had a lot of stuff to say and I do, but it's all, <laughs> it's all weird because I didn't play Metro 2033, so I don't know right. what these games are, Yeah, but it's, I was expecting something closer to Stalker, I guess, mm. even, though, even though Chris, you told me that it was, uh, sorry, we should back up. Metro La- uh, Last Light is... A first-person shooter, kind of, but also has a lot yeah, of... It's ex- definitely a first-person shooter. It's a first-person shooter, but it's very exploration and story-heavy. It's really detail-focused, it seems, at least in the first hour, based on this like Russian novel, I think. Mm-hmm. 
it's it's, it's a post surprise. It's a post apocalyptic Russian yeah. first person yeah. game. Though there's so, uh, but Moscow instead of Chernobyl. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it, I mean, in fact, the soccer. original game was um, developed by a bunch of guys who broke off from uh, the Stalker team. Okay, but like where Stalker is super open ended, like really, really simulational, really um, exploration driven. This seems the like Metro a very games are much experience. more guided. Yeah, for sure. So they're much more about like low level fidelity. Yeah. Whereas Stalker is like the low level fidelity is pretty rough, but like the broad. Things are like extremely it's, detailed. Metro yeah. Last Light, the amount that I've played so far is my. This is weird because I have no idea what Half Life Three would be. It's funny. I, I had the same reaction though when my, I saw Chris playing it. I was like, "This this feels very Half Life." My wish for Half Life yeah. Three is actually being quelled by playing mm-hmm. Metro really Last Light because yeah. it's yeah. it's a very guided first person experience, which is the thing that I actually like. Yeah. Uh, just because the amount of presentation that goes on is really high, and the amount of just. I like stories in first person. Like it's a thing that I really like. But this game has a lot of the weird, clearly made by Eastern Europe simulation elements inside of it. Where like it has the thing that I remember the one thing that stuck out, Chris, when you told me about Metro Twenty Thirty Three, is that in this post-apocalyptic society, there's no currency system except high-grade ammunition. So yeah, I when love you, that. When you, when you so start much. the game, you're given two hundred military-grade bullets. Which you can then use to buy guns, to buy food and supplies, but also if you're, shoot in, <laughs> if you're in a fucked situation, you can load your gun full of money and just shoot right. it into guys to live, yeah. which is a crazy thing. And it seems yeah. that seems like something that would be in Borderlands or something, like in some or or Bulletstorm. Like it seems like the, the thing that would be in one of the super bombastic right. Except shooters. But it it's has a most, different to- it have diff- totally different tone in those. It's games. It's the most understated thing in these games where you're just like okay. Whereas in those games, your gun would actually make like a cash register right. sound as like the spent shells fly out. You of You would it. actually see yeah. little gold coins. Right. Yeah, and then your, your guy would fucking out of your gun. like scream something about yeah. how I'm rich, bitch, or something. Whereas in in this game. It's it's horrible. You like, it just it, when, feel, by the, it feels when, like systemized desperation. Where exactly, you're just like, it's I totally have, desperate. I have so yeah. little here that I'm actually just piddling away my ability to buy food and ammunition right. to stay alive for a second. Yeah, it, but I love that the other option is like you know hand packed shells that kind of don't work half the time. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's great. It's cool, yeah. and it also has. I mean, as as obvious from our our never ending discussion. Of Far Cry 2, like we enjoy games where the player is disempowered in interesting ways. Yeah, like I, this, it has all the weird details that that I think are really fun. But it also, I'm a person who I like Far Cry 2, but I have open world paralysis to the max, right. like paralysis of choice. When the game just says, "Do whatever the fuck you want," I say, "Ah, I don't know what I want to do." So this game gives me a reasonably structured space, but then it also says if you trip and fall in the mud, you can press G to wipe the mud off your mask. And yeah. I'm like, yes! <laughs> you can pick up air filters and change them because you have a wristwatch which is counting down to when you run out of the ability to filter air. Like, right. It's got all that I mean, stuff going. That kind of modeling of like individual human scale actions, yeah. that's the stuff that like Stalker doesn't... Well, in Stalker's case, that would just be handled through like a menu or like a grid inventory or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Something super abstracted. But like the humans... The human element in stalker comes out in like the broader systemized interaction yeah. you know like in the encounters you have with other people who are actual ai characters and like that stuff's really affecting in this game the human scale stuff comes out literally by like modeling you wiping the right you know oh, shit off your and face and it does it, it passes the key test of are this is this a game made by simulation dorks or is this a game made by game dorks which is 
Oh, yeah. Pressing R to reload oh, makes your guy drop the entire oh magazine God, onto yeah. the ground and you lose all of the bullets. It's just one of those things, things that I, I, I love, it, but it ruins me. You know what weans you off at never quick? get over You know what weans you off at quick? Picking up an assault rifle off of a guard that you have never picked up any ammunition type for, dropping two rounds into a guy, and then a big warning coming up saying, press R to reload with military-grade ammunition, and you press R habitually, and then your guy just drops $30 into that gun, and you're like... <laughs> Fuck, okay. I guess that I've now just spent a third of my remaining income because I tapped yeah. R on a new gun that I found. Yeah. Kill me. Yeah. Never mind. I'll just put these into the face of a weird monster, I guess. But yeah. Like, that was that was kind of when I stopped playing. Uh-huh. Uh, I was the first time that I realized that I had just literally emptied my wallet into a gun accidentally by pressing R. But the- you know what's funny? Um, I, sorry, I want to go back to Metro 2033 a, a little okay. bit just because I, I, I don't um, – this game seems to, I guess because it's a sequel, this game seems to get into the crazy high concept stuff a lot faster than 2033. Okay. I remember 2033 starting That's a, lot what more, I was wondering about. a lot more grounded than this game does, yeah. where instantly it's like crazy supernatural Aliens shit, which is and, like, yeah. not my favorite, but whatever. I think it's um, like 30 minutes into 2033 before like the crazy bat things start swooping in. That actually made me where like, I playing. <laughs> I, I vividly remember playing that far and then yeah. going like, hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, so you're you're definitely right about that, but but like in Last Light, there's even more whack. Like there's it's way wackier. In Last Life, you're the chosen one who can talk to the weird alien yeah. mutant hybrid yeah. things that live up oh, on okay. the surface. It's pretty goofy. And like it's a like, military commander says, yeah. "You're the only one who can do this," and you get kicked up onto the surface. Yeah, it's and pretty it's pretty absurd. I, I did like but, the the lack of like cold open in 2033. Uh, I, I thought was a, yeah a strong part. I of I wish that. that had been I. I prefer that to Last Light, where there's like okay. tons of front-loaded expositions, yeah. yeah, tons and tons of it. But anyway, um, the thing I wanted to say about twenty, I don't actually so much mind, uh, like Nick, to your point, like I don't so much mind the kind of existence of of goofy monsters and stuff in this game in general because I feel like it's it's more honest. Like the, I don't know, I feel like I've been playing so many first-person shooters lately that have ambitions that are so like specific and grandiose, but then like. You're just wasting human beings left and right, and like it's kind of like it's for kind example, of gross. Like, like I, any of them, like any game. Like, I, uh, well, I'm trying to, I, obviously, all games are you know wasting dudes, but what what, what games do you feel I mean, have like, these grandiose ambitions? Um, two big ones recently, I guess, were like um, uh, uh, Nick and I were just talking about it last night. Um, I mean, I, I always feel like Uncharted is a well, stern example yeah. of like here's your wisecracking, likable adventurer. Who is also a mass fucking murderer? Right, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uncharted is like a pretty classic example for me. And oh, Spec Ops, like, oh yeah, has totally different aims than Uncharted does. But like, I still found it was like just exemplary of a lot of the things that it acts like it wants to indict. Which is like, I don't know how, right. yeah, I don't and, know how much I go in for that. But like, but anyway, it doesn't matter. What this is besides what I want the, the point of what I wanted to talk about. Like the, um, I don't in a game like Metro where the whole thing is just about like fucked up desperation. Like I don't so much mind when there's like wacky monsters in it because it's just like the whole thing is just about survival against just in just completely unstoppable force. And it's, it's, it's kind of just a, uh, well, we're all just fucked. And these are just, this is just the like medium through which that is being expressed. Um, I mean, by which I mean crazy monsters, (laughs) but, uh, but anyway, the thing I wanted to bring up about 2033 was that I had such a specific, interesting experience with that game. And I don't think there's anything about it that, well, I don't think this is that's the only game I could have had this experience in, but it's the only time I've ever played a game where I stopped playing it before it was over and 
felt like it ended in a 100% satisfying way. Like usually I just stop playing a game before it's over because I'm just – I just don't load it up anymore. I just kind of – I'm done. I just, forget. Yeah. Like I've, a week passes and you're like, I'm yeah. playing something else now. Like I've played five or six or whatever hours of this and it's like it's pretty much just, just – I guess I can play another like 12 hours of it. It's probably not going to be that different, <laughs> right? Like I mean that's just how most games are for the most part. Like they're pretty repetitive. Um, but I remember I had an, a specific experience – in 2033 that I'm sure I talked about like 70 episodes ago on Idle Thumbs. And so I'm sorry for those three people who are going to remember this. But um, I had the cliff notes. Yeah. And uh, I uh, I was exploring an area like I was coming out of a what ramp. I was ex- exploring an area, <laughs> navigating through this maze. And uh, I emerged out onto the surface. And so I was exploring an area and I emerged. Yeah. And it does the it's has a lot of the same systems that the new game does where you, you know, you have oxygen that runs out and you have to replace the filter in your gas mask so that you can continue to, so because your filter gets all gunked up and shitty and like you need to, that's not oxygen, I guess it's just clean filters so yeah. you're able to filter the air and breathe. Um, and it has the thing with, uh, it had the thing with ammunition where you, your high quality ammunition is also the currency system in the world. Um, and I, I remember I was, I was in a situation where I was trying to, track down I think a particular a particular enemy you know as opposed to just like kill all the guys in the area um, and uh, it was I was just getting my ass kicked like this it was one of those large imposing enemies that you that like kind of does the thing that in a lot of video games where it kind of winks out and then you have to you know find it like track it down again like and, and do a little more damage to it and then it'll right. like, get away and you're like so you know so it was very tense and your my my air filter was degrading, and I was I was running low on my shitty ammunition, and it, it just kept escalating. It was to the point where I'm like, oh fuck, I gotta switch to I gotta switch to like good ammo. Like I, this, I'm done. I really hope I can. I really hope this guy's almost dead because I'm really in trouble here. And uh, and I was down to my last um, my last uh, air filter, and I'm Did like, you die? Yeah, and I was. Oh, and you I, just left it there. Oh, that's great. That's really good. Anyway, that's the, the end of the story. Thanks, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to describe the actual thing that happened. What I don't happened? know what the hell that was about. Um, I mean, <laughs> totally anticlimactic now. But like, <laughs> did, so, did you so, die? Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, so, it was going to be anticlimactic anyway. So it's it's we, true. We, yeah. we cut to the click. Um, yeah. But like, anyway, the the the. <laughs> God damn it, Nick. Uh, so I was. We can I make was, the story longer. I was fighting I mean, this guy, and like, I mean, essentially, the thing that happened. Gonna... The reason it was like interesting in the context of Metro 2033 specifically and not just like any game was that I had been, I knew that I had a limited, um, effectively a limited amount of time to kill this guy. Like not because the game had like a globally ticking clock, but just because, you know, eventually I'm going to run out of this, of this ammunition and I'm going to run out of clean air filters. And the, there was a moment where my, in the game, like as your air filter starts to expire, your guy actually starts to breathe really heavily. Right. Your breathing gets labored. Like you, you, your perception starts to become poor. Um, and then, and my guy is like just, just on his, in his, on his last legs. I remember it was at the point where I basically couldn't control my guy anymore. I was just stumbling and it was terrible. And then the crazy enemy just suddenly materializes in front of me and like screams. And I'm like, oh my God. And I'm just everything about my character in this world is just is just fucked completely. It's like no clean air, no ammo, huge 
crazy monster pops up in front of him and it was just it could not have been more over like it couldn't there there was no version of this where i was in a worse position for the you know than this character was in a worse position than he was right then and and I and I just you died. The, the ending cuts the game over cutscene. Yeah, and um, and, 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 <laughs> just, and because you, you yeah, that and out. that's a good comparison because yeah. unlike in most games where like that is the one time cutscene or like the death cutscene, this is just the stuff that happens because you're low on oxygen and right. like you just start going through these things. And theoretically, if I had slammed a new um, oxygen thing in there, I mm. would have I would have recovered and been fine. But like just systemically, because of all these the con this confluence of events, like I just reached this overwhelming point of disaster. And my vision was already darkening. So it was like out of the last light, oh man, huh? That my, <laughs> out of the, out of, you know, the, the final moments of my guy's sort of blurring vision, this crazy monster appears and then it's over. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> like why you play games, right? Yeah. yeah. Like that's those, what you describe here, the, the narrative of that experience. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, the, the non scripted thing. That still like feels like so cinematic and so just like you know just thematically perfect for mm-hmm. the situation and the, you know the character and just yeah. you know the whole the whole setting like you know there's and it I, wasn't... I could at at similar length I could describe you know a Far Cry three scenario oh, where sure. you know I was. Just you know, driving my jeep down the road, and I saw a guy on the side of the road. Just say Far Cry Two. So I tried to run this him. This is over. Not, you're on idle thumbs. Just you can say the same story, but just put so a two I tr- in there. So I tried to run this guy over, but I missed. And then I look in my rear view, and him and his buddy jump into a jeep, and they're tra- tracking behind me. And so I'm like, oh shit, they're catching up with me. And then I like. In one fluid motion, I slam on the brakes in my Jeep, spin it sideways, jump out of the Jeep so it is still like kind of sliding forwards behind me as I'm jumping out of the Jeep and pulling out a rocket launcher and like just nailing this this rocket launcher like right at the front of the Jeep as it's like 10 feet in front of me. It goes spinning like a burning wreck over <laughs> my head as, you know, one of the guy's bodies then like flies to the side. And it's just it, it looks as awesome and, and perfect as any cutscene that you would actually script. But it right. was just a thing that that happened like those moments like that's just that's like one of the great reasons to play games. No, is totally. These, if you know, all the systemic stuff is in place that, you know, no one planned for it, but they set the, the, you know, the table just so, and it all comes together and it's just, it's, you know, it's magic, right? Like that's the, that's that magical experience that feels like it couldn't have, it, it couldn't have happened any other way, but it only happened to you. Right. Yeah. And I remember the game was, it was like, I died and I got the thing that was like, continue from last checkpoint. And I was just like, <laughs> nope, Alt F4. <laughs> like that, and I, not because I was like, not that I'm like didn't like game. the game, but it was, it was like, yeah, that guy's life is it complete. was just like, wow, that was way cool. Like that was just what happened this time. Like the world was not saved or like whatever the, you're trying to achieve was not achieved. Like this is now a tragedy entirely. And that's just <laughs> it. And it was so effective that I was just done and I didn't play that game anymore. Yeah. And I was really happy with the amount of time. It, like, it for it kept it from overstaying its welcome, which is what happens with like almost every yep. kind of campaign driven video game mm-hmm. for me, you know, or just eventually yeah. I'm just I just stop playing because I'm kind of burned out. Um, yeah. This game just had such a perfect thematic conclusion. Am I going to ruin this by transitioning to talk about lens flares? I think that I am going to Please ruin do. this by talking about lens flares. But man, those lens flares. Do you want to talk about skyboxes? 
No, I don't care boxes. about I don't care about skyboxes. Well, fuck you! I want to talk about skyboxes. We can talk again. We can talk. I didn't notice any skyboxes. I hear next generation skyboxes are going to be fucking sick. Next generation skyboxes <laughs> are actually going to be video captures of yourself, <laughs> your face. I am the skybox. Is that what you're saying? That actually, it's it's always the best thing in game development when and this maybe this only happens in the Telltale engine occasionally, but I think I feel like I've seen images of this happening in other places where for some weird reason. The game engine decides that the texture that is on the skybox should instead just be the last texture that it happened to load. <laughs> so, so, a main, so a main character's fucking face is just <laughs> the entire sky. Of I have level. not encountered that. Oh, that happened. There was a brief period of time in like around 0809 in Telltale where for some reason our skybox that stuff might have just went to do is just insane. the order that your engine by default loads textures. I don't know like, what uh, it was. It was funny. Maybe it was. Who knows? It was the best. So that's my Skydome talk or skybox. Um, so anyway, Skydome. But lens flares. Lens They're round in the Telltale engine, so I always call them a dome. Sorry. The fucking lens flares in Metro Last Light are good. That's <laughs> but what it speaks to to me is the attention to detail in that game that's crazy. I took yeah. two Steam screenshots in my playthrough, and one of them was of a control panel, and one of them was looking at two lights in a subway. <laughs> yeah. I feel really bad about it. But... Like I didn't play either of the Witcher games. I didn't really play the Stalker games. I didn't play. I haven't played much beyond the first Crisis game. So I've sort of been out of the loop on weird European PC game mm-hmm. scene. So to be playing this game, it is kind of the ultimate game. Not, <laughs> I don't mean IGN.com. I don't mean, oh, man. I don't mean mechanically. I mean like it looks like a fucking video game. You're in a cave oh, surrounded totally by does, yeah. beefy Marines. I was thinking who hand you guns. Yeah. And then you go up onto the surface and it's a wrecked post-apocalyptic wasteland and fucking monsters show yeah, up at no, you. that's true. But it's executing all of those things better than anyone does and that's why it doesn't bother me at all. Like, it does not care about the fact that it's a game. In the, it, 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 ah. it treats its ridiculous reality with as much gravitas as something more serious and grounded. Right, but... It, it's weird because it's doing all the ridiculous things where someone's like, I'm pairing you up with our best sniper. And you're like, okay, fine. I'm pair- you're pairing me up with the best sniper. But at the same time, that stuff coupled with this weird sort of depressed, muted feeling makes it not feel ostentatious. Yeah. Like, No, I agree. That's the difference between that and Call of Duty the, or the, something. The thing it's that like I, a Michael Mann movie versus a Michael Bay movie. The thing that I was hoping that you guys would get to, and I, I don't want to talk about it much, but I, I will spoil we'll play more this week. a tiny moment of it. And I, well, okay. There's weird... You got hit in the head by the German contingent, uh, Chris, when you were playing, and that's about where you stopped, right? Mm-hmm. Those guys are basically – that faction is basically – it seems like it's – they grew out of a neo-Nazi movement. Yeah, right. Which is weird because there's a, there's a portion about 40 minutes into the game or so where you have to push your way through, like, uh, a rally and, like, there's – uh, crazy prisons and effectively concentration camp stuff going on in this game and it's handled in a very different way than other recent racist imagery was handled and I want to hmm. hear what you guys think about it. I right. Also just anyone who plays hmm. the game, I'm really curious to hear about it because yeah. I we'll talk about I noticed week. it and I sort of raised an eyebrow at some stuff but like it was it was odd because it was the game didn't seem to care that it was what was happening but it was very overtly hmm. A choice that was made in development it, it's odd not i guess not to speak too specifically about this as i haven't seen it myself uh but would you say that it felt 
informed by that Eastern European cultural perspective? I don't know. I, I don't have enough thinking about it yet because it's like there are things in it that I can't tell. Are they deliberately characters within it feeling informed about like is it there mm. there are characters in it who have very strong opinions about what's going on and right. there are also characters who are basically racist to each other all over the place because yeah. of this stuff and I how much of that is self-aware how much of it is someone thinking that it's kind of funny I can't really quite tell where people are coming from with the writing but it's it's dealt with in such a manner of fa- or matter of fact way compared to the like the really sort of it was used basically for bombast in Bioshock Infinite where it was just can you imagine how crazy this is whereas in this it was like okay this is just what's fucking happening because everything is shit and it was interesting i don't i don't have yeah. enough thoughts on it like it's also super cheesy and just kind of right. garbage super bad not well done whatever but it's also just inside of the tone and mechanic of this game it's a very interesting experience especially given that it's the second time that i've run into overt racism in a really expensive first person game in 2013 it's really weird hmm. um hmm. we can talk about it more later well it's that's interesting because yeah like you you talk about you know the the way you know racism or whatever is is presented in, in bioshock infinite and it is like you know it's it's this kind of you know philosophical abstract right uh, of like you know a yeah. college thesis on you know mm. what's racism like versus yeah. it's heavily telegraphed uh, yeah. yeah yeah but it's but, but it's also like it's it's very deliberately playing on kind of you know broad archetypes mm-hmm. like like they're they're taking a situation and you know much like with the rest of you know bioshock you know kind of writ large of just right. Like let's let's take the, the the stereotype, the archetype, and then make it as extreme as possible. Whereas you know there is well, this, it's like weird because real just, history with Germany and right. Russia, but it's I don't think it's handled in I don't I don't know if it's handled intelligently enough to just go and give mm. massive like it's not it's it's also not like a subtle treatise on racism. It is just people going. Which one are you talking about right now? Metro. Uh-huh. It's still I mean it's a jackboot stomping on your face. Uh, saying Guten Morgen and then people saying fucking Nazis. So, you know, I mean, it's still ridiculous. But at the same time, it's weird to be in a first-person game pushing through a neo-Nazi race rally. It's a very different experience just because of the nouns used than it being Comstock and Vox Populi. Like, it's... Right, right. There's just weird... Yeah, there is weird real history, but it's still in an insane game where you're fighting monsters and you're the chosen one. Like, it's... Mm -hmm. Right. It just felt very different, but I don't know if it felt better. And I, sure. I'm curious yeah. as to what people think. But yeah. anyway, that aside, it's a – I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. It's I miss players. <laughs> did you ever? <laughs> it's its such a weird and refreshing game for me to be playing because it's reminding me of so many things that I like mm. that I haven't been experiencing lately. Just that, sure. that combination of super high cutting edge aesthetic, uh, being in a space with a ton of characters but also feeling directed but then also having enough systemic stuff inside of it that I feel like I'm in control of what I'm doing and I'm not literally just walking down a corridor – probably am yeah it's it's very odd it's different from it's different from dishonored it's different from half-life it's different from bioshock but it still falls in that school but it's in a place that hits all like a lot of my personal Mm -hmm. first person sweet spots and now i kind of want to just go back and play 2033 except that i'm so like ensorcelled by the high-end fidelity of this game that i think that'll be annoying going back like it yeah i mean i i definitely haven't played enough of it to have an opinion on it like it's it was strange to play because i it really is the first game I've played in a while that is th- like, as you were saying earlier, that is this much of just an unrepentant video game. Like just yeah. com- in like not 
in the sense of like, oh, it's trying to be another thing, but it's secretly just another video game. It's like, this really is just way up front. Like, it feels like a mid-generation Xbox 360 game. You know, like, um, um, I can't, uh, like Quake 4 or like, um, right. or like um, Singularity. You know, what, all those that specific kind of game where the, the people are rendered to like the highest possible degree they were when the thing came out. Yeah. Um, but everything is like, subdued and muted yeah, and all of the tone inside of this game no one is in your face everyone exactly, just speaks yeah. very quietly yeah speaking of that i remember you and i think steve gainer said play if you're going to play this played in russian that's how i felt about, about the first one yeah totally yeah did the english actors in the first game have hilarious russian accents like they do in this um, game i honestly can't remember because it's really enjoyable that everyone just sounds like the heavy yeah I, I believe Light. i believe they did okay. and i had actually heard that same piece of advice uh from uh craig Savin from mm-hmm. super giant mm-hmm. uh, who is russian and he highly recommends i'm that, sure to i'm play sure the game. vo is way better in the native language of the studio yeah. i just started playing i got to enable english. that i forgot to yeah. do that i don't yeah. know if i'm going to switch at this point just because it also it almost feels at home to me that everything is slightly yeah, yeah, cheesy, yeah. almost campy. Like yeah, yeah like yeah. this is maybe it's maybe okay, but yep. a little more golden totally Yeah, I yeah. can't. I can't decide. I can't decide if I want to pretend that it's real or not. Yeah, but it's it's at a point right now where I'm just enjoying what I've played so much that. Now that I've talked it up on the podcast, I'm probably going to find myself incredibly frustrated when I play more, but <laughs> I really want to play more. Like, I don't know enough about what this game is because I've only played the yeah. first hour, which was so heavily guided that it's hard yeah. to know how much it mm-hmm. lets up. Like, our character is really going to keep having this much dynamic seeming conversation and this sort of, this density of interaction that's in the first hour later on? Probably not. But I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I definitely am curious to I, play more of it, but I there's like a version of the game that this might be that is like... I will be bummed out if it is, you know, starting off with all of the like your chosen one shit. Like when I play this game, all the stuff that's actually interesting to me is the stuff that's really pulled back and really muted and like moving through a space and just overhearing conversations and like or moving through an environment and it just being really sparse. And like it when an enemy or a group of any enemies comes out, it's like surprising and and startling and you kill them and whatever. But I'm concerned (laughs) that what I'm going to end up happening is like just as is the case in games like this often – just over the over the course of the game, the like time between ridiculous exposition dump just decreases and decreases and decreases. Yep. You know, until by the end of the game, it's just like a one hundred percent linear lore crap fest about yep. how you're the chosen one. Like, I'm obviously, I'm obviously declaring a lot of things that I have no idea if they're true or not. Um, that's just like I've played so many games that start off with like these little seeds of, of yeah. exposition and then end up becoming that. But I don't know. There's already there's probably people who've listened to this who've already played all the way through it who and are like, shut up, you're shut an idiot, up, stop you're it. Idiot. Yeah, God, so I'm why? just going to play more of it and we'll find out. This is my last stupid out-of-context detail about this game, but the wristwatch that you have... Oh, God, that stuff is so good. You have a wristwatch. It's like a little Nixie tube watch that shows how many minutes of air you have left before you have to change your filter when you're on the surface. But the other thing that it has, thank fucking God, modern stealth game thing, is it has a little blue light on it that knows if you're in a dark enough light level that you can't be seen by people. So mm. when you're playing the stealth moments, which is, the, I think, the... There's a pretty early beat that's the sort of the introduction to guard, take down, sneak through a place. Um, and I was playing on regular game mode, normal difficulty. There's, It's got all sorts of weird tiers, which we can talk about in a second if we really want to keep talking about this game. But I was playing on regular normal, and I have a little blue light on my watch. So I knew that if I was crouched in a corner in the dark, 
when the guard came by, he would actually not see me. And that for me is huge. That's what will allow me to actually complete this game because <laughs> my experience in organic stealth games and like pure like immersive Dishonored sim, yeah, and Dishonored and everything before it is, I'm like, I've got the sickest hiding spot. There he is. Like, <laughs> fuck you. Like that's- I, I don't understand how we are like 10 years past the release of Chronicles of Riddick, which had like the best like first person stealth systems like the way that it conveyed that information to the player with like just color tone. Right. Like just so minimalist and elegantly, you know, I think, you know, minimalist and elegance, maybe not the first things that people will associate with a Vin Diesel product, but you know, the, the, well, that game the was, butcher, yeah, the that game was quite elegant. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. I, it's, it's amazing to me that that's still like people haven't just said, Oh, that's how this is done. Let's just do that. But they they continue to fumble like that. It's impressive that this that I, I you know Metro it, can. I think it's because the the handle that the straight PC immersive sim sort of group. The general sort of thinking on that is the the more of that that's left up to you to discern for yourself, the better a game it is. The less UI that's on screen, the less messaging that's happening. The more you can just discern right. from mm-hmm. from my experience. I'm behind cover enough that if a, that a guard shows up, and if a guard doesn't show up, it's because I played the game wrong, and that's. A really hardcore attitude, but that I think is the immersive sim attitude. That's the Deus Ex Thief uh, Dishonored mode. I mean, maybe I'm wrong on that, but that that seems to be the case. I don't know. I don't play yeah. simulations. I play games. Whoa! So. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! What? <laughs> you didn't like Dishonored? What? No, it's a game, though. It's a fine game, but right. it's a yeah. video game. But you hide behind What's it. What's it simulating? It's, it's simulating being it's, a cool it's, guy. It's, <laughs> you're a fucking cool guy in that. Yeah, you're uh, cool you sneak around and watch guys. It's, it's, it's a bitchy like, game. No, you got, you're a sneaky man. Actually, I'm in that game. I'm not sneaky man at all. I am. You're slicey guy. Stab everyone, yeah. okay. man. You're the opposite of Stealth. Chris, who is sit on a rooftop for forty minutes yeah. and then <laughs> right. and then at a flurry of a cape, he is gone and every guard is unconscious. I, I uh, when I first played that at E3 last year at the Bethesda booth, like. You know, I had the Bethesda, you know, representative next to me trying oh. to like. <laughs> was it Nick? Tell, <laughs> no, tr- trying to tell you like, like mm. trying to give you like, oh, so you, yeah, know, you yeah. play this this way and you know, be real stealthy. Right, there's gonna be a guard over here. And I'm like, uh huh, uh huh, and it just like sword out, just running yeah. through dudes. <laughs> like, well, you could maybe. I'm like, no, I'm just gonna blink over here and I'm gonna stab that guy. And all the alarms are blaring the entire time. I'm like, no, I'm just gonna shoot that guy and I'm gonna stab this guy. And I mean, the game totally running. supports that. And then that? I, you know, took down. I mean, that was the thing that actually kind of impressed me about it it's, was that it. All of that yeah. was as viable. Mm-hmm. It's a violent playthrough, but at the same time, you still look like a boss. You just look like a re- like a Tarantino revenge film boss, right. Right. or like you do flip halfway across the room, kill a guy, and then before anyone sees the guy drop, you're somewhere else killing someone else. And it's just fine. It's yeah. just yeah. different than you're chloroforming their face or whatever. No, that's the. I mean, to me, that's the the. I mean, I think that was their core goal of that game was yeah. to be able to support both of those mm-hmm. equally. Yeah, it definitely yeah. was. I mean, everyone always talks but, about that, like the and you know, Dishonored had the you know the wheel of a, a billion abilities, and whenever I see stuff like that, I always go, uh, you know, like that. That's always sounds like a really good idea, but in practice, I know I'm going to use roughly three of those things. Like, sure. I'm going to find the things that work for me, and then but it's different I, things for you to do for someone else, yeah. right? I mean, that's that's the. The beauty of it is that it's in in the case of, of Dishonored is that it is a different thing for for everyone, uh, but so often that's not the case. So often it's yeah. like 
there are three things that are going to be the best and that's sure. what people are just going to gravitate towards. I'm sure that the, I'm sure that there are very hardcore Dishonored players who will happily tell me that I'm an idiot and that you're right and that there are three things that you should be playing with in Dishonored no matter what your play style is. Possibly. But whatever. <laughs> Mike knows but what they are. You can't, you can't satisfy min-maxers. Like, like that's, yeah, that's they're not, true. they're yeah. playing a different game than anyone else. Yeah. No, that's true. I mean, I, I don't want to get into a big discussion about this because no one wants to hear about it, but like, just as a, as a small funny thing, Nick and I have recently been watching Pro StarCraft 2 again. Like we will actually hook up my laptop to our big TV in our living room and like Imagine plugging watch. that into your HDMI pass-through. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's like, God, it's so fun. I really Sorry. enjoy it. It's the dorkiest possible usage of time imaginable. Um, but it's really, it's really fun. But it definitely has reminded me of one of the core kind of pseudo miracles of designing a game like StarCraft II, which is that the designers of that game have to be able to support both or not mm. just both but like the entire spectrum from the people we're watching on that screen who are yeah. just who are doing things with a computer that I you know I could spend the entire rest of my lifetime practicing and, and still never be able to achieve they also have to be able to support me and Nick playing 2v2 with other people and like balance the game so that it still holds up there and then they have to support like just the kind of they have to support me yeah. like just the guy who's going to go on and play 1v1 without no, knowing anyone like and just kind of the game has to pair him against someone of his level mm-hmm. and provide a relatively decent experience, which it does. Like they, the, the matchmaking in that game is consistently amazing to me in terms of how yeah. how much it does actually allow that equal experience. And like I can't – we were watching some of that stuff recently and I just can't even imagine mm-hmm. having to be – being tasked with that as a design team of just like your game has to work for all of these people and it's got to be like – competitive and you've got to basically have it a 50 50 win-loss ratio regardless of like what just oh my god yeah it's crazy this is not specifically related to dishonored but it's just like the it's most directly related it's the to most insane yeah. like extrapolation of that where it's just like support it all yeah. do it make it well, work the, the thing about dishonored cell system i mean it, it had to take that into consideration like there's so many factors in a stealth game that you could throw in there and be like well the guards can see this many feet, but then there's a conal representation of their eyesight, and then the shadows are in play, and you can layer all that stuff on top of it, but when you actually then hit just go and see what the simulation does that you built, sometimes it just does really stupid stuff. And so, like, there were there was a moment, I think, where, like, some of that stuff had to be toned down and kind of stripped out just to make the game make sense from a player standpoint. Right. And After, so, like, at a certain point, you, you're yeah. fascinated yeah. by the situation, but you're yeah. actually just hating your life. Exactly. I mean, yeah. you like, early builds of Dishonored were just, dis- like... AI just streaming in like thousands of dudes like j- just because of like one stupid thing that you did. I mean, it, one it, guard saw a pot roll and then yeah, just the whole forever. level just <laughs> yeah. comes on top of you. I mean, like the difficulty just ramps up um, when you have all of those layered things going on. So it, it, it's a really fine-tuned kind of uh, development process. Have you guys been following uh, Prison Architect at all? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I've played yeah. a lot of that game. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, that game has that problem. That's <laughs> well, I mean, But it's, it's not really a problem with that game, yeah, though, because think, it's hilarious. I, I don't think it's a problem. I <laughs> yeah. mean, obviously, they, they're going through their you know alpha stages yeah. and stuff in development yeah. and you know, yeah. allowing people yeah. to play that stuff. Yeah. But Which is like, a really it's, cool it's model, fun when they like put out a new build and say, like, by the way, this part is totally broken oh, in man, this build right now. The bugs in that right game now. are so funny. Oh god, their Twitter account is great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's if yeah, if, if as a listener of this podcast, if you have not checked out uh, Prison Architects, uh, recommend it highly. Yeah. So it's really yeah. good. We it's, talked. About there's a quick look on giantbomb.com. Oh man, is there? Here's. Do you know the URL? <laughs> uh, giantbomb.com. <laughs> 
It's the only one that matters. That's all you need. And then search for prison architect. Who does that? All right, go to Google.com, <laughs> type in prison architect giant bomb. <laughs> And Do it now. Type in, there. let We've me Google that try for to you. Up and and on SEO for that and you, and question mark equals <laughs> giant plus And I want you to go to plus. Bing, and I want you to go to Yahoo, and I want you to do the same thing there. Go to Google, search for Bing, go to the there first link, search for uh, mama.com. <laughs> Go to the first link there. So you got to go to the first sponsored link right, there. Right, yeah. Not the first natural. Yeah. Response. Go to Alta Vista. Search for Giant Bomb. <laughs> go to babblefish.altavista.com. Oh, God. Classic. That's right. Bring back <laughs> and then the type hills. google.fr into that. It will get confused. <laughs> go to dogpile.com. Go to Ask Search for Giant Bomb. You'll be presented with the search results from the top eight search providers. Do you guys remember Dogpile? They would search yeah. like 20 search engines for you. God, remember when the, the internet day. was like in 1997? Uh, I actually remember when my dad first showed me Dogpile, and it was mind-blowing. Oh, man. It was like, holy like, shit. Those tables have shortly yeah, turned. He has, he has outdone me. <laughs> cool, Dad. And then you used it <laughs> once and said, oh, Google is fine, actually. No, that's before Google. Oh. Yeah. I was, Google. I was that only was showing totally Dogpile in a post-Google world and said, oh, that's nice. Oh, well, then, yeah. That's, it was yeah. also my dad who showed me it. <laughs> Wait, seriously? Yeah. Far less impressive. Whoa. Yeah. Dads love Dogpile. Dads love Dogpile. Yeah. No love for Turns dog. out. Dog, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> Man. I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, what? Hand no, we can't explain this. Going. We're talking about Call of Duty Ghost, Call yeah. of Duty Ghost Dad, Call of Duty No Love for Ghost Dad. That was the chain <laughs> that happened today. Um <laughs> Yeah. Should we stop talking for a minute we probably and, then, should. and then read a reader mail, maybe, reader and then mail. be done forever? Yeah. Yeah. We should, We're already kind of over. Yeah. I want, we, we are over. I want to make Ryan answer a reader mail question. All right. Okay. Let's All right. do it right let's, now, then. Let's do one. Let's not even stop. We're not even just, going man, away. We're going to roll into reader mail. Let's do it live. I'm into it. Cool. Let's just wait for Chris to find this reader mail here. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. Giantbomb.com. <laughs> <laughs> So make the most out of this, this appearance. Yeah, man. we had Patrick on and we had Brad on, and neither of them plugged Giant Bomb repeatedly. See, this swag guy show up. Yeah, They're yeah. ashamed of their Giant Bomb. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> See, they have some value. They feel like there is some sort of, you know, cool guy cred to be had here. No. I know better. No. I, I know this IKEA table. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I worked on this IKEA table. Not this one specifically, but. So you know, Giant Bomb was built on these yeah. tables. All right, Evan Quite from literally. One Day will be owned by CBSI. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Evan from Cockeysville, Maryland says, "Question: I know someone who played through the entire entirety of Bioshock Infinite, thinking that the Wounded Knee Massacre was a made-up battle and a fun reference to the arrow and the knee line in oh, Skyrim." God, I heard about this. He also didn't know what the Pinkertons were. So much about the character is explained and tinted by his history with role world atrocities that I can't imagine what the game would have been like for him. Have you ever had a similar experience where you've subsequently learned something that fundamentally changed your appreciation of a game or some other work? Related to that, do you think the enhanced emotional response that comes from like actually knowing those real-world historical events is worth the risk that people just won't know enough about them to react appropriately? Thanks, Evan from Cockeysville, Maryland. First, that's an interesting question, but a disclaimer to last week. We all did know that Tammany Hall was based on actual yeah, historical events. Yeah, we got events. accused a couple of people were like, did, Tammany... you, did you think this was fictional? No, Tammany Hall yeah. is real. Anyway. We made many Boss Tweed jokes. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, sorry Tammany about Hall. that, everyone, if we were idiots, if we sounded like idiots. But anyway, that is really interesting. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's definitely worth the risk. I mean, I think... As soon as you, I think as soon as you incorporate that kind of thing, it definitely is incumbent on you as a creator to treat it with a pretty high level of respect yeah. and thoughtfulness. But I don't think you should shy away simply because someone might not 
have heard of a thing before. Like Custer's Revenge would have lost a lot of its punch if it was just Indian rapey guy. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. Good what? example. <laughs> yeah, I can't really think of an example of that. But I, I think I will defer to the uh, the Cards Against Humanity philosophy mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to this stuff. Where is this going? Uh, which is that... Um, uh, that a, a real-world reference like that should work whether you know it or not. Hmm. It should, if you if you get the specific reference, it should be able to enhance the experience. But if you don't get it, it shouldn't be a negative. It shouldn't be a negative is fine, but it shouldn't. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be replaceable, right? Like it shouldn't just be like any old massacre would work here, right? Because then that's like, no. But if because then you're implying like. But I think if 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 you are well, like wounded knee and infinite, you have to be able to at least understand this was a weird racially motivated event, even if you don't right. know the history. I think of you it could, I think you game. would get that though, and hope you would probably pick that. See, up. I think that they. Yeah, they play that enough just because, like you know, that they're honestly you know fucking extremely heavy-handed racial imagery throughout that like sure that i you know i didn't i don't know the specifics of how or i didn't know the specifics of how you know wounded knee played out before playing bioshock Infinite. oh comstock kicked everyone's butt but <laughs> uh but you know enough context is given over the course that even if you don't even if you went in right. not knowing sure. exactly no, how wounded knee yeah. played out you you had it by the end um so the the yeah the the cards against humanity. Can, can, I mean that's definitely like is, putting it in that way makes 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 me feel like it's then incumbent on you to be even more careful as a, as a as a creator, right? Because if you're like if you might be the thing that mm-hmm. that is someone's first like point of contact or point of reference for this thing, it's almost even more important that you do it well. I mean, cards cards against humanity is I think is a little different because that is so like clearly i mean that like cars against humanity is so like absurd and so glancing like right like it just it's it's just it'll pull in anything right. for a split second and then toss it off again you know like it's just the most but it's one of those things where it's like if like a reference to talk it, it, it has to it ha- hmm? it it has to be like absurdly funny on its own like just as a combination of words, it just oh, has to be a, sure. a, you know there has to be some sort of silliness that you can derive out of that without getting You're the saying key reference. If you don't get it in its specifics, it's at least interesting in what it is. Yes, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's totally fair. I think that the risk of someone not getting it is absolutely not an excuse for not going for the specifics, though, because yeah. the specificity of a person's real life and of the actual history that exists in in the real world. Can put, can put so much into a thing yeah. that you make. Like if you make yeah. – and that's part of why things that just fly entirely off into their own lore and into their own – like I mean we've talked about this before in, in a really negative way, which I think is kind of fair. But when you end up getting into the sci-fi trap of saying I would never put a human being in this story because humans are boring and only cool aliens are cool, I think you're leaving yeah, right. you're leaving the entirety of human existence on uh, off the table at that right. point. Yeah. And that's – where genericizing or inventing your own world to the point that you throw away meaning that everyone just carries with them is 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 sad and that it is I agree. it is why it's kind of cool that infinite has that stuff in it it it's frustrating that it's presented in a context that someone could 
misread it, but people can misread. People are going to misread fucking everything. So no, that's true. Yeah. You can't know. you can't think about that too much because you'll otherwise yeah. you'll won't make anything. You'll right? hedge you'll your like, bet to the point that yeah, you're not yeah, that you yeah. that you that you make a hedge. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of any specific cases for myself with that. I'm sure I had that games. when I was a kid, like all the time, and I just can't. I I mean, I don't. It's it's a kind of more. Well, where you don't get it, or where like you. Well, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure there were tons of things I saw in like like all of the pop culture references in old LucasArts adventure games. I did not know oh, any sure, of them yeah. as a kid, yeah. and then sure. I finally went back and I was like, "Oh, that's a pirate named Bart and a pirate named Fink." It's a Bart and Fink reference, but like the 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 real life giving meaning to games is the obvious cheesiest example of it is in all strategy games. Yeah, I was saying, like when you're that. when you're playing Civ and a crazy thing happens that actually replicates kind of real world events, and then your brain can project out, oh my god, this is just like this, 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 and this, and then that actually happens. Yeah, that's why sim games are cool, right? I mm-hmm. mean, or at least one of the reasons why they can be yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. when I mean, you run into when, the same thing with, when with suddenly the like... Cuban Missile Crisis emerges out of your game, you're right. excited. You run into that with Total War because that is just setting the pieces of a certain era and then letting mm-hmm. it go, and often they'll just result in the same events. Which yeah, is, which like is Paradox games are kind of like that, even, yeah. even more so, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but but I guess they're they're more engineered to be that way explicitly. Mm-hmm. Total War is kind of in between. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Hearts of Iron is just playing out World War II. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 I'm sure there's all sorts of shit in the Leisure Suit Larry games that I wasn't supposed to be playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, yeah. All kinds of uh, – those adventure games in general, like, I mean, yeah, LucasArts one, but also the Sierra ones. Like, I played a bunch of that stuff, and there were so well, many what the, just passing references that I could tell were to things, and I just didn't know. Remember what the, the age gate Oh, yeah, it was all old person It was like a reference <laughs> to the Farrah Fawcett poster or something like that. Right. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like Sam Shepard, like playwright references. And yeah, like, it was all yeah. things that, yeah. Weird. Only an old person is that, going like, to your know parent, Your parents would know these things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was that's, that is possibly one of the funniest jokes in in those games. Like that is so goddamn yeah, funny. Yeah, but those games all do pass the test of they're still completely interesting and you still understand enough of the context of those things that show up to enjoy the content. Right. For But it's different than something like Bioshock Infinite because it's not using them as they're not, fundamental they're not dependent linchpins. dependent on like, the emotional of, resonance yeah. of those real world right. events. It's like bonus content for your brain, basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That Apple Newton gag you know, wasn't the <laughs> yeah. emotional center of Legion Suit Larry 4 or whatever. Yeah. Man, but in Apple hindsight, Newton. it is. Turns out. Very, very prescient. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah. That we'd all be using Apple Newtons in 2013. We're effectively using Apple Newtons. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we basically are. <laughs> there, are, there are at least there are four iPhones in this room, all of which can illegally play Leisure Suit Larry. Can it? Shit. You have to jailbreak it. What am I doing here, man? <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to call this podcast so we can all go download Leisure Suit Larry for our telephones. The future, gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome to it. All right, thanks yeah, for coming thanks by, man. Hey, thank you guys for having me on. Uh, once again, I'm Ryan Davis from GiantBomb.net. Uh, also, .net. ignoring anything related to Giant Bomb, if you like the Idle Thumbs podcast, <laughs> please review us on iTunes, yeah. and maybe one day we'll get near the Giant Bombcast on iTunes. Oh, yeah, and thanks to everyone who wrote us in saying they would buy our vinyl record. Oh, yeah. That was very nice of you to say, oh, yeah, so we're, we're, we're going to make that pretty soon. We've been working on the actual... We've been working on actually getting a store kind of designed... Yeah. So that's something that we're that's hoping to launch. That's happening concurrently with us getting the, record the records uh, manufactured. You got yeah. Kickstarter backers. So yeah. thanks. Um, More on that soon. Yep. Lots of stuff. Internet. Back. Write us at questions at allthumbs.net. 
Visit giantbomb.com for more auto thumbs. Giantbomb.com. Visit giantbomb.com slash wizard for probably <laughs> for some off. fucking joke thing that they set up separately. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Bye. Thanks, guys. Giantbomb.net.